Guy's Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guy's Guy's Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guy's Guy's Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, get you to think, feel, and maybe even act by virtue of the guests I bring you who share their stories, their experiences, their journeys, and their insights to help you live your best life, Guys Guys Radio. We've got a great show today because we've got a very special spiritual messenger. He's a really cool guy. His name is Gabriel Cousins, MD. He's written uh, his autobiography called Into the Nothing, and he's 77 years old, and he really has a, a really incredible life that he's gone through. He started as a football player. He got into psychotherapy and family therapy, yoga, Torah, Kabbalistic traditions. Um, he has a lot of experience in the Lakota Sundance, Eagle Dance, Spirit Dance, and also unique teachings and uh, spiritual nutrition. And he's really an interesting guy. You might be familiar with his book called Spiritual Nutrition and the Rainbow Diet. And he's got a, a bunch of other books about um, eating live foods and really eating the right foods to not only prolong your years on this planet, but also to have the highest quality experience while you're alive. So quality years. It's not just about the number of years, but quality years. And longevity is something that's on everybody's mind these days. And, you know, with all the stress out there, sometimes it's really, it's really hard to stay healthy. And so it's important that we manage our diet, our thoughts, our lifestyle, because a lot of times, particularly with guys, we kind of get stuck in a pattern and we eat and drink and live kind of the same way once we're in our corporate or whatever type of career we're in, we just kind of grind it out. And before you know it, you know, we're, we're in our 60s and, uh, and we can say, wow, what happened? And, uh, and at that point, usually we need to make some changes. And for guys, a lot of times it's tough to do, but it's important that we learn to adapt and add some type of preventative uh, practices into our lifestyle to give us the best possible experience we can have in our latter years. So Guys Guys Radio, Dr. Gabriel Cousins is here with us. It's a great show. Um, I know everybody's out there. We've got, you know, we just had the weird Thanksgiving. We've got the COVID still thing raging. We've got this uh, election uh, nightmare that we're going through and the holidays are coming and people aren't sure, well, how do we even celebrate the holidays the way we have in the past, but hang in there, take a deep breath, relax. We're going to get through this. Next year is going to be a better year and not instantly, but it's over time. We'll get back to the way things were, but maybe in a better way. So guys, guys radio, we're here. Our special guest, Dr. Gabriel Cousins. We're going to get to it right now. It's guys, guy radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, a very special guest today, Dr. Gabriel Cousins. He has done it all. He's been a football player, a psychiatrist, family therapist, yoga, yogi. He's been involved in Judaism, the Cabal, Native American traditions. He's a spiritually, uh, I would say, quote-unquote, enlightened in the in interdimensional individual. He is he's a, a light, a beacon of light on our planet, and he's a really wonderful man. And I'm so glad he's joining us on Guys Guys Radio. Let me tell you a little bit about him. His new book is called Into the Nothing, a Spiritual Autobiography. It's about the wild, courageous, and adventurous mystical life that led to a spiritual liberation. The book is des destined to be a spiritual classic. 
Uh, it takes us through his unique process of spiritual awakening along many paths, the yogic way of life, seven years immersed in globally traveling ashram, the Torah, and most specifically the Kabbalistic and Essien teachings that are the most mystical aspects of Judaism and the Native American tradition where he braved extreme spiritual trials of initiation to become a Native American sun dancer, eagle dancer, spiritual dancer, all of these aided Dr. Cousins in his quest into the nothing, where he experienced his conscious beyond the perceived restriction of body, mind, and state where true freedom lies. Guys Guys Radio welcomes you, Dr. Gabriel Cousins, to Guys Guys Radio. Thanks. Well, thank you. What a beautiful introduction. You kind of captured the essence of a very expanded life here. You know, the wild mystic, uh, <laughs> wild liberated mystic, you know, is good. And I, I have been fortunate to be acknowledged as liberated by my two uh, yoga uh, gurus, Swami Muktananda, Swami Prakashananda. And it's a wild life, and I love it. So a, thank what, you, and I'm happy to share with you. Thank you so much. What a journey you've been on. So let's get started. Throughout, um, I'm reading your book, and throughout it, there's a, a lot of mention of... Uh, living kind of a natural life, uh, eating proper diet. You're very big on live foods, right. raw foods, um, eliminating uh, alcohol, meat, and even uh, drugs like, uh, you know, recreational stuff like marijuana because they could create, I guess, uh, openings for entities. Talk to us a little bit about your healthy uh, regimen and why it's important to kind of clear out of that other stuff over time, whether it's meat or alcohol or ayahuasca right. or whatever. Because a lot of people think, oh, I need ayahuasca, I need to be tripping or whatever as part of my spiritual experience. I've never thought that to be the case. Um, but I didn't think that there were uh, dangers really with some recreational you know, cannabis right. or things like that. Right. But apparently they do create openings for entities. And, and, what, and for our listeners, what is the danger of these entities and how would somebody even know that they have something that's come in and kind of uh, grasped onto them? So that's not a small question. It's a no. great question, very right. sophisticated question. But let me give you an example of how it works. So I'm in India, my whole family's there. We're walking past a field, and every time we walk past this field, my five-year-old daughter starts crying. She's very sensitive. So this goes on for a week, like, what's going on? I go to Muktananda, so I'm Muktananda, and he says, well, there's a, a demon in the next field, and it's, it's, it's aggravating your daughter. Oh, so here's what you do. You're going to have to go out in the field. You're going to have to confront the demon, and here's some chants and mantras to do. I do it. I go out there. I mean, this is not my game plan, right? Sure. And I'm confronting this demon in this field, and I banish it. Okay? My daughter's fine. After that, fine. Everything's perfect. So, okay, there's experience in the yoga world. But then I go into more Kabbalistic word where you do a lot of uh, this kind of uh, entity or uh, demon removal. Okay, so I actually began doing this in the mid-70s. I've been doing it for 30, you know, 28 years, 30 years. Now, that being said, we go to the second part of your question. So, uh, as a psychiatrist with the Kundalini Crisis Clinic, people come in who took, let's say, ayahuasca or you know something with marijuana, and that they also had some energetic awakening. Um, and it was, uh, but in the middle of that, demons or entities 
came in. Okay? And they, they were possessed. Okay, so I had, I had a, since that time in India, I got more training, more Kabbalistic training. And so I have a constitution where I'm more like a Sherman tank, and I'm able to do that without myself being affected. Now, in the process, I began to do some research. Why are people with ayahuasca coming with demons and entities? Okay, what about marijuana? Whoever heard of that? But as I research it, it turns out that ayahuasca shamans were totally aware of the potential. People who really had studied marijuana were totally aware that that happened. I'm seeing it, but okay, I'm seeing it doesn't mean it's the common thing, but it is the common thing. So basically people who were really aware of these things, uh, not that they were uh, treating them, but I'm seeing people from all over the world with this kind of thing where they come in and do it. So it became clear that when you're doing drugs from marijuana to ayahuasca, your uh, system is open to entity or demonic invasion. That's just what people observe, not just me, because I, I don't want to take a bias against drugs or not. That's not my point. It's like, that's my observation. Am I the only one seeing it? No, there are people seeing it. So then I learn, you know, uh, and that's why they call alcohol. What do they call alcohol? Spirits. Oh, how did that happen? Because you can get invaded. So whatever happens with the drugs, they somehow create openings in your system where you can get invaded. That's really what we're talking about. Now, if you, if, if so you, I learned also how to undo it. I mean, sure. That, that's really the story. Now, so stay away, you know, drugs. And I'm, I'm not talking about a sip of alcohol. I'm talking about, you know, getting drunk and you're, right. you're very vulnerable. But ayahuasca, marijuana, peyote, they all make you open to this. Mm -hmm. These are astral plane things. They are not critical for spiritual life. What's critical for spiritual life is to, to transcend the astral plane to the higher planes where you can merge into the nothing. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of going the wrong direction anyway. And people get stuck in the astral plane, right. and then with all these problems. Okay. So that, that, does that kind of answer that question? Yes, absolutely. Um, so, do you can somebody, or do you recommend that people use uh, what I use? I ask for divine God's white light of protection. I do that throughout the day for different situations, for different opportunities, whatever, and I find it works. So, would that work if you were took a couple of cannabis gummies and said, before that I want divine? I ask for divine God's white light of protection around it. Well, I do this and maybe I can with the opening get something positive out of it an insight or something like that Because my mind's not cluttered up or is that just a bad idea? And the second part of that is do you use divine God's white light of protection or any type of grounding for yourself or protection? So again another sophisticated question. Thank you Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry so You don't use God's protection when you're doing things that actually are against the like Torah is clear. Don't mm -hmm. go in front of God intoxicated. It's extremely mm -hmm. clear. Mm -hmm. Okay, when Aaron's two sons uh, went in front of uh, the ark intoxicated, the light came out and burnt them up. Okay, it couldn't be any clearer. So, and we also see there's no spiritual path in the yogic for liberation where they use drugs. So you have two major thousands of years old systems saying no. 
that isn't such a good idea. So we don't get a blessing for doing the, you know, what's antithetical to the path. Okay. Now, what do I use for protection mm -hmm. is every day I'm repeating the name of God. So we, we talk about the name of the beast, okay? If you're covering yourself with the name of God, there's no room for for the name of the beast. And what is the so name that, of God that you use? Okay, so what would that be? Well, in the tradition I'm using, mm -hmm. uh, because it, it deals more specifically, Kabbalah? It's the Tetragrammatron. It's the name of God that Moses received from the burning bush, but it's also what Abraham had but wasn't public. And that's also the name of God that uh, Jesus, Jesus, mm -hmm. gave his disciples. It's the, it's the name I am? of God is grace. Mm -hmm. Okay, I used, you know, you're not supposed to pronounce it particularly publicly, but the Tetragrammaton is what I'm talking about. Is that an aspect of sacred geometry? No. Okay. It's just simply on the in-breath, from the base up to the heart is Yod, and then out from the heart is Hay. Okay. The base, what was given to me, what turns out to be a Middle Eastern pronunciation, is wa to the third eye, and okay. then hey out to the heart. You're merging the heart and mind, but but the main principle is when you're covered with the name of God, the name of the beast has no place to stick. All right, uh, guys, guys, radio. My special guest is Dr. Gabriel Cousins, and we're talking about his book. It is called Into the Nothing: A Spiritual Autobiography. Now, throughout the book, you mentioned you've gone on a lot of you've been interdimensional and you've done astral traveling and beyond. What what have you learned? How far out there have you gone? And what have you learned? And has you ever had a problem getting back? No. Uh, <laughs> but, but that isn't it's not my focus. See, those things happen spontaneously because in the Big picture, and I mentioned, okay, you go down the white tunnel, you do, okay, but uh, into the nothing is about going way beyond that. So in those astral planes, there's still form. That's not where I want to go in terms of the liberation process. Liberation is where there's no form left. And in a sense, you learn the personality is a case of mistaken identity. Well, just think about that for a second. Well, you're still in form traveling in the astral planes, it's just that those things happen, that's fine, and uh, I don't give it a lot of uh, attention. It's not the big thing for me. Uh, it's not the fascination. It really is things happen. But the trap, because I see it as a trap, is to get stuck there and get fascinated by that world when our point is to go way beyond that, beyond the mind, into the nothing where there's no you left. Now that's the ultimate merging back with God. When you're a distinct entity traveling around and that's the point of like, okay, who cares in a way? It, it's not taking you where you want to go. It's a, it's, it, it's kind of a, a detour, which is put there to, to get people who aren't paying attention uh, stuck there. And that's what happens with the drugs. I mean, not that you can't go beyond but pretty consistently, they're going to take it to the astral plane, including the alcohol. And that's where people get into trouble. So I don't focus on going there. How about though the different dimensions? Like we're in 
people call it the 3D world, and then there's 4D, which is kind of the astral plane or when we're sleeping, and then there's fifth dimension where things can happen more spontaneously, and there's a lot of other dimensions. How, how far out there numer numer numerically have you gone, and what have you seen? So I don't use exactly that system. Okay. Uh, but uh, we talk about in the Kabbalah, we, you know, there are different uh, levels of the soul. There's five mm -hmm. levels of the soul. And so at the third level of Neshama is the, at Ruach is the astral plane. So you have Asiya, physical plane, Ruach, astral plane, soul, you know, and then uh, Neshama, the, the individual soul, and Haya is where you're, you're kind of connected to all souls, like an oversoul. You hit it where you're hardwired into God. Yeah. That's where you dissolve into the nothing. So my focus is that the inner experience is a continual dissolving into nothing. So even walking a, a, a during the day, we have B2 Hayash, which is nothing inside, emptiness inside. That's something that happens over time. So, but that's where, uh, you know, I'm going spontaneously, but, but I'm with a general intent to be living there. Mm -hmm. But not to ignore the others, because we are multidimensional beings. So, I have astral plane things I'm dealing with, fine, I'm going to deal with it. That's a shamanic, it's a white shamanism versus black shamanism. So everything is acts. See, I see us as walkers. Be, I see myself as a walker between the worlds. That includes all the worlds. Mm -hmm. What has been, Doctor Cousins, your your biggest challenge that you faced in all of your work and your journeys, your spiritual path? Have you ever run into something that, wow, this is something I didn't expect. This is something I'm not sure how to make my way through. Uh, what, I'm sure you've uh, encountered some of these things. Well, again, you're asking very good questions. Thanks. Um, it's all about into the unknown. There's nothing that isn't about uh, lack of, you're not doing it for security. People, do, oh, I'll be secure and say, no, nah, that doesn't work. So life is a journey into the unknown. Now we can do it consciously or unconsciously. So challenges come up on every single plane, mm -hmm. period. That's just what happens. Now what I teach in my book, Into the Nothing, is to see all life's experiences as an opportunity to go spiritually. So when something comes at me in some way, I'm always taking like, I, what am I gonna get from this? How am I gonna grow from this? So I don't see it as, let's say obstacles, but as challenges. So the biggest challenge is me figuring out what I'm gonna get from it, and that way incorporating that experience into my life. Mm -hmm. So the challenge is, okay, how does this convert into a spiritual right, you know, right. enhancement? That's okay. what's there. Right, Things so. come up, they, they do. Um, you get psychic attacks or have you been challenged along the way? Because a lot of times when you know, things are drawn to the light and if you're on this path, a lot of times uh, from my experience and talking to other people, uh, you know, entities kind of come at you now and then and you have to, you have to be prepared. Yeah. But again, when you have the name of God, there's no entity that can stand in front of you. Got it. Okay. I mean, I've done entity movements. You know, people are off the ground, their heads are spinning around, all kinds of, you know, like in the movies. Mm -hmm. That stuff's real. Okay. But I'm not, I'm not particularly concerned, and that's the weakness. You get worried. Right. Uh, you just have to be very focused, keep the name of God going, and no entity can stand before you. 
Now, um, diet, uh, living a clean life and being on a spiritual journey, you stress that uh, diet and what you consume is so important and longevity, particularly for the boomers out there listening, is such a you know key concept now. People want to live a long time. You are 77. You look fantastic. I was I do I, I do like 75 push-ups a day. I'm a boomer and I'm very proud of myself. You're like doing a thousand. So talk to us about the importance of diet, how your d- diet has evolved over time, and how do you stay in such an amazing shape? And you look young. You look good. How can you reverse? How can we? reverse that aging process. So in 1975, after receiving, again, the awakening of Kundalini, your Shaktipat from Swami mm-hmm. Mukhanan, he blew into my mouth, the energy went into me. It's not the usual way he did, but as we did, I went into the nothing for the first time in my life. I came back down and a little voice rang out and said, you should eat and live in a way that supports the Kundalini. So I began 1975 doing research. What's the best diet that supports it? And I came up with a plant-based only live food diet. Now for me, it's a 99, it's 100% plant-based, 99% uh, raw, okay? But I have seen in people, if they can just do 80% raw, they become super conductors of the divine. Now we have in our system 72,000 nadis, which are the subtle channels where energy flows. There's three main nadis, Ida Pangala, Shushumna. Now we're in the yogic system rather than Kabbalistic. You see how that works? Okay, and in the central channel, the Shushumna is where the main Kundalini flows. Meat, fish, chicken, and dairy all block the flow. And people self-medicate if they're out of control with Kundalini with meat, fish, chicken, and dairy. But that's where I said, okay, well, that obviously is not what you want to do. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't brought up in a vegan family or even a vegetarian family. It's just like, okay, but the little voice said, learn. So I'm going to learn. So I wrote my first book in 1986, Spiritual Nutrition. Yes, classic. Yep. Yeah. The point I'm making is when you eat this way, you become a superconductor of the divine. But you can't eat your way to God. <laughs> caveat, right? So, so people get focused on diet as everything. No, diet is one of the pillars. You want to be healthy? Okay, yes, I do a thousand push-ups three times a week. Okay, and I do eighty. Well, I've hit a hundred pull-ups, but I do eighty. When I was captain of undefeated football team in college at the age of twenty, okay, I could do seventy push-ups and seven pull-ups. Obviously, something's happened where I've gotten stronger, more flexible. Oh, and I couldn't even touch my toes, and I could not even cross my legs. So I can sit in full lotus for two hours. Well, how'd that happen? Well, when you go on this diet and you practice, you do the yoga, you do it, you can get more flexible and get more strong with age. It's just what happens. You have to work harder, but that's okay. And what else is important here? So basically, the diet is part of supporting it. I do yoga six times a week. You know, I'm gonna do pranayama, breathing six times a week. I always rest one day a week. Um, and so you see where I'm saying here. So, yep. so it, it just unfolded and then I discovered you get younger. That wasn't the goal. Mm-hmm. I'm not into anti-aging, I'm into living fully. Right. And again, okay. well, what I say is all I've ever learned from life is from meditating, playing football, and sacred relationships. Right. <laughs> and that's it. That's where I'm learning my lesson. Okay. 
You mentioned um, in the book uh, Kundalini, which a lot of people are not that familiar with. Apparently, it is an energy, coiled energy center at the base of your spine. And what you want to do is kind of unleash that so you can get that energy flowing through your system, something to that effect. Could, yeah, you, talk right. to us, could you talk to us about what, uh, you know, if I, if what I said is true and what Kundalini is, why it's so important, and how, how can people activate it, and what are the benefits of activating it? Okay. Another sophisticated question. You've always <laughs> thought about this interview, so it's very good. So in the book, I really talk about well, how did this all happen for me. So I had, and this is the safest way, I was initiated by Swami Mukhananda. He tapped me on the head. He blew it in my mouth, which we don't really do so much anymore. And over a seven-year cycle, it took me to liberation. Now, what is the Kundalini? It's the spiritualizing force of the universe. It's descending energy and it's ascending. It's stored before it's awakened below the base of the, uh, uh, of the spine. Basically, uh, if when we talk about chakras, it's kind of below the base chakra and the uh, Yukta Turbini, which is the three rivers. Ida Pangala and Shushima come together. When it's awakened, it begins to activate and spiritualize every aspect of your physical, emotional, and mental state. That's the importance of Kundalini. There are different la languages. In the Torah, it's the Ruach HaKadosh. Um, the, we talk about Moses passing on the energy, because this is how it's done energetically. It's passed on. Uh, so Moses activated Yehoshua, and the spirit was within him. That's what they're talking about. Jesus has the flame to fire above his disciple. Muktananda, before he left his body, a month or two before that, empowered me to awaken this energy as part of the lineage transmission after seven years. Okay? okay. So it's, it's, that's the way it works. It is to help us wake up spiritually. It's the last switch that has to go on. Kundalini activation, rock, Hakadesh activation, spiritual energy, you know, that has gone before liberation. Another concept that I think people hear about, but they're not really sure how to manage it, is the, the third eye activation in the pineal gland. Could you talk to us a little bit about that? Again, it happens naturally. The worst mistake we can make is trying to force something before it's ready. So mm -hmm. what I advise people is don't get in the way. Don't lay your ego trip on it. Don't lay a goal on it. You've activated it. Your intention is to wake up. And then the only thing you have to do is keep showing up. you got to keep showing up to make right. it work. Okay. And then it takes care of itself. So it's a mistake, from my point of view, to try to manipulate the energy. That's often where things don't go well. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a surrendering into the unknown. And that's the way it is. It's like relationships. They're not for safety and security. It's to jump into the unknown. Spiritual life so, to jump into the unknown. That's so true. Everybody wants to control relationships. And really, the, the beauty is having a unique experience with somebody new. I mean, that's what it's all about. But people have all of these judgments and all these boxes they put everybody in. So. And it limits you and it gets yeah. in the way. So when you're in a relationship, when you're talking about spiritual life, you have to be willing to jump into the unknown. We're not about safety and security. You're jumping into the end. That's okay. pretty much the key concept. 
All right, Guys Guys Radio, my special guest, Gabriel Cousins, MD, Into the Nothingness is the book, a spiritual autobiography. There's just so much there. I'm doing my best to kind of keep on track with this interview, but I have so many questions. A concept that comes up in the book is Shakti Pot. What is that and why has that been so important for you? Okay, so that's just what we're talking about. So it's mm-hmm. perfect. Uh, so I received the Shakti Pot is the energy that can awaken the spiritual energy if you're ready. Okay, not everybody's ready, so you don't want to force it. And Shaktipad then is, or in the Hebrew tradition, we call Haniha or Smikmashefa. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, okay, they don't really understand what it is now, but traditionally. And that is the energetic force that can actually awaken your uh, energetic potential so it becomes a kinetic potential. It's no longer potential, it becomes kinetic. So when I received Shaktipat, uh, you know, with the touch of Lungama, then that energy awakened. And and then that was the, the start of the final part of, of, of a movement towards self-realization. So that's what it is. And it's called different things and different things. It's there, it's universal uh, with different things. Okay. Um, at the beginning, we talked about, you know, your different, your path went from football to psychiatry, family therapy, yoga, Judaism, Kabbalism, Native American traditions. What were the kind of the, the highlights, uh, if you're building this spiritual path, what did you get out of each one of those? What was kind of the standout thing for you? Because not everybody's going to, not all the listeners out there are going to be able to go through all of that. I'm just curious as to like, okay, so you got what, I, I can understand what you got out of football, and then you moved to family therapy and then yoga. You did a deep dive there with some really uh, great teachers and uh, you learned a lot of meditation and breathing. And then you did the cabal and then the Native American tradition with the uh, Lakshmi uh, at the end. I was like, wow. So how, how, how did that all kind of add up to okay. create who you are? First of all, I can't take responsibility for choosing all this as if I knew what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> okay. So... The best I do in my life is, is link my will under God's will. So I felt myself being led. Okay, so I'm four, four years old. I want to be a doctor. No one in my family has ever been a doctor. It's like, what are you talking about? But I followed that. I became a doctor. And when I was eight years old, I was having visions of people in white robes and so forth. 1973, then the visions got clear who they were. It was Abraham from the Jewish tradition called, and he's a boundary crosser. He crossed the Euphrates, big boundary. And then there was Sai Baba Shirdi, who literally materialized in front of me with witnesses and gave me Shaktipat. And then there's Crazy Horse, and uh, who I think I met in a, a past life, you know, 1880s. Uh, I was a f- oh, okay without getting too much into it. These were powerful figures, but they're archetypes too. Mm-hmm. So part of it, each one has their archetype. So what happened with uh, Abraham? You know, I, I did a, a three-day dry fast in the middle of the Negev desert. Now people die with one day in the desert. Okay, so I'm up there in this partial cave, and he appears, and he. St- he transfers his energy to me. It wasn't just the energy of love. It was being 
walk before God and behold, walk before God as a blessing to the world. So there's a huge empowerment. That's part of what I'm talking about. Now you mentioned Lakshmi. So what happened there? Okay, my I've done my seven years. I've done my fat, uh, 40 day fast. And I'm doing a fire ceremony every morning in the little forest in Petaluma, California. Okay. And Lakshmi appears. Same thing. Physical appearance merges with me, transfers the sacred feminine energies and sexual energies. And I, I'm empowered. So we're getting help from our friends. So when I was in India, I had visions of uh, materialization and visions of a variety of the gods and goddesses. It's like that just became normal. Every time I meditate, something like that would happen. So they're all helping. And that's how I see it. I'm not calling them forth. You're not supposed to do that because they, again, gets in the way. I am just showing up, willing to go through whatever happens. Does that make sense? What I'm Absolutely. It's giving its gifts is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. and, and they're all part of this, like, like an orchestra mm -hmm. coming together to help one wake up farther okay. and further. So uh, just to finish, so you go to self-realization, and then there's God merging. I'm slightly, you know, mm -hmm. I have experiences of God merging into the nothing. But that's another step. There's a whole spectrum from self-realization to God merging. Okay. So all this is going on, and so it's endless. It's really God. endless. Okay. But I'm taking, I'm allowing everything to uh, have its effect on me because you know, that are coming in from a spiritual point of view. Now, you mentioned, uh, I want to hit some concepts that are uh, very relevant to our listeners. And one is, you know, the feminine energy. And you've managed to learn about balancing the divine masculine and divine feminine. I, I think a lot of folks out there take those things very literally and like, oh, well, I'm not feminine. And what do I have to do? Buy flowers or something? People get, they have very literal interpretations of things like that. But it's very important that we, as men, we also embrace the divine feminine aspects that we have and vice versa for women to embrace the divine right. masculine. So how can people kind of work with that and balance that and merge the two? First, you have to be open to it. So when Lakshmi comes and shares on multiple levels, all her riches, spiritual, you know, I had to be open to doing that. So there was that the inner is being up open to all those qualities, what we call feminine. Now, in some African places, I do a lot of humanitarian work. Some African places, the women do the drugs. In some mm -hmm. African places, the men do the drugs. So we get a little confused about assigning things. So I like the thing is embracing all of life. We have, the, we have those qualities within us. We call that feminine, we call that masculine. But when you look at the whole picture, it's embracing all of who you are. And, and, and so it's, it's, it's a unity that happens when you accept what we label as sacred feminine, what we label as sacred ma masculine, but they're really all one, but it's embracing that. So I'm happy, you know, with the sacred feminine aspect. I embrace it. It's already there. Okay, now Lakshmi activated it, no question about it. And I, I can feel all on that level. So, but it's just embracing who we already are. Well, we call it unifying, but it's already there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Guys, Guys Radio, again, my special guest, Dr. Gabriel Cousins. The book is Into the Nothing, 
is spiritual autobiography. We're touching on all different types of concepts that are in the book, and there's so much more. You have a very important uh, section about, you mentioned free will, and you had a really great YouTube video about free will with a nice uh, meditation that I did this morning. And you talk about free will, uh, uh, that we have really very limited free, free will, that it's kind of a, it's relative. It'd be like you're a bull and you're on a very short rope tied to a post. Right, that's, that's, the, extent, right. that's yeah. the extent of our free will because there is a divine plan, divine will. And as part of your answer, and forgive me for throwing another multiplex kind of question, but w what is divine will? And how, how, why don't we have the free will that people think we have? Okay. So, yes, it is a question. <laughs> so let's start, I'm going to start in a simple uh, metaphor. God's will is that we're given a movie theater, and our free will is to get to pick the movies that are put in that movie theater. Okay, so there is a little free will, but that's only on the physical plane. On the higher planes, there's only God's will unfolding. Our task is to align our ego will with God's will. And so uh, that's really the answer to the whole thing. Now, the free will, we need to grow spiritually. Because if you have choices, this is going to take me to the dark side, this is going to take me to light. But you have to make that choice. Now, you make a choice to go to light, and it gets easier and easier to keep choosing that direction. Then you get to evolve spiritually in a, in a let's say, a healthier and a more holistic way. So it's like also another metaphor is that the ocean has waves and you're riding your surfboard, but uh, you can ride it in, allowing your God will with God's will, or you can get knocked off the surfboard, oppose God's will. You're still gonna be washed into shore. It's just you're gonna hit a few rocks along the way. So the, the key concept is free will is an illusion, but we need that illusion to, uh, grow spiritually by making choices on the physical plane, this worldly plane, that uh, more clearly elevate us versus mm -hmm. uh, block us. So it seems like, doctor, that people, um, we spend too much time fighting instead of kind of going with the flow. And that doesn't mean just let things happen and not be uh, engaged. But we, we spend a lot of time fighting our, almost ourselves and divine will. And I guess my question is, how can you live, because uh, you mentioned, uh, what does it mean to serve God with joy? And how can we factor that in when, you know, let go, let God, and not be fighting ourselves and others all the time? So the ego is supposed to be our friend, but we get egoic, thinking we're the doer. Our physical body, our senses, our mind, our intelligence is all ego. So the whole key, key is let consciousness so what happens is with people is their egoic is trying to override the divine will. So when we uh, put our consciousness of guiding your ego, everything's in order. Ego guiding consciousness, we have disorder. Mm -hmm. So the, the whole idea is to, the free will is only they keep choosing to surrender to the divine influx. And everybody has it unique. We have the unique, everybody goes to God, one way or another, and so forth. And all that we're given, if we're open to it, and the, the point I'm saying is we're open to all that is, the course I teach called the zero point, 
that then empowers you to be aligned to the to the uh, the divine will. Sometimes easy, sometimes hard. If they say, "Oh, if it's easy, it's good." No, if it's easy, it may be misleading. If it's hard, oh, you don't have to do it. No, if it's hard, it may be just what you need. Let me. So let me it's like going with that flow that okay. way. Let's let's take that to the next uh, level where people, you know, everybody's all about manifesting and making things happen and all of that. And uh, it seems like they're they're trying very hard, but it sounds like if you can get into that flow and alignment of with your divine will and with God, then things can happen instantaneously because it's it's based on God. And if you're aligned with God, then anything can happen at any time. And you don't have to force it because what you might want specifically might not be what's in your best interest. Correct. Correct. Is that true? Yes. And that's why this whole thing of create your own reality. No, it's not like that. It's simply aligning with what is. Uh, and that's already been, so to speak, written. It's mm -hmm. aligning with your destiny. Okay. And the free will is the choice to align with your destiny rather than to impose it. I'll give an example. We were, after 1989, uh, Wall, the Berlin Wall film, and we were on a peace tour, and we were doing things. We were releasing the dead souls to the concentration camps and doing some of those things I had learned to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, we come down for breakfast, and one of the ladies, Carolyn, she says, I created this breakfast. Well, not really, Carolyn. That menu was made three months ago when I was talking to the people from Poland and Krakow, this is what we need for breakfast. All you did was tune in to what already was planned. You tuned into the you know, analogy, the divine will. You didn't create it. You were a co-creator only because you tuned in and cooperated. You came down for breakfast. What would be the best tip for people to uh, get them to take that first step to be able to be more tuned into God? And, yeah. and be able to allow things to happen and not be like, I, I wanted it this way. Because a lot of times, as you know, people not only want what they want, they want it a specific way instead of being open to the, the myriad of wonderful things that can happen that could far exceed any specific thing that your ego is saying, I need this that way on this timetable. Right, right. So the key is, no, you're not in control. You do the best you can. You have to, it's a Taoist teaching. You, you, and you let go knowing it's forever out of control. Once you kind of get that, if you think you're in control, then it gets in the way all the time. So once you, uh, the Taoist teaching is that the master lets go of knowing she knows that things are forever out of control. So if you know it's not in your control, it takes all the pressure off you. All you have to do is try to be in alignment with that folding. The minute you think you're in control, that's where everything gets out of whack. And I think that's probably the best way to, to look at it. It's kind of an attitude of how we approach the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, a couple of questions and then we'll wrap. Um, but fear, fear is another concept that so many people are rife with these days in particular, and it's being kind of sold to us by media and everything else that's out there. How, how, and you don't experience fear, as you say in your book. How can people, how, do you, how did you overcome fear and how can people overcome fear? So... I kind of what I said in the book is, is that when you're aligned with the truth, there may be some fear there, but love and courage helps you kind of not be affected by it. So in a relationship, people are afraid of intimacy. Okay, I've been hurt, my family's been hurt, my family origin, on and on, right? 
So if you're going to be intimate, and I'm not just talking about sexual intimacy, you know, type thing. When you want to be intimate, you you have to have courage and love, and that overrides the issues of fear. Now that's one level. The other level is you, you can't lose what you never had. This is a more spiritual point of view. So what are you afraid of? You never had a body. You never had this. You never had that. So you can't lose what you never have. And once you understand that, it's like life gets easy because you know there's nothing here that's yours. Got it. And Last question, um, Dr. Cousins. What's yeah, next? What's next for you? I want to compliment you. Oh, Very perfect. good question. Thank you. Well, I do my best to really get involved with my guests because um, I, th I only bring guests on whose work I think is important that can help people. So thank you for being here. Um, what's next for you? You I mean, you've done so much and you've been on this path and you, you look, feel great. I feel your energy. What's next for you, Dr. Cousins? Um, presently, I've been guided to uh, move to Israel. Okay. And at the end of November 2020, uh, we're moving to Israel. We, we live there part-time, but now it's full-time. There's something there, and the, this is really how it works. I don't know what's going on. I know I need to go there, okay? I know that, that the next phase of my work, which is reaching out to bigger and bigger numbers, somehow being in Israel is going to amplify that. That's That's kind of the... Mm -hmm. honestly the best I can do so we keep in my world I just keep adding on so now with the shutdown lockdowns whatever we're called you know we're doing internet well that actually reaches more people right so something's going to happen that way I honestly don't know what that is all I can do is I'm making this move because I'm being guided just like I've been guided throughout my life and I trust in that guidance, even though I don't understand it. And that's my next move. Got it. It's called jumping into the unknown. So life gets very exciting. <laughs> you're, you're open to what is, not what I want. Gabriel Cousins, MD, Into the Nothing is the book, a spiritual and autobiography. I love your work. I love the book. And I love the practices, and I'm already working on that uh, meditation that you showed me today on YouTube, and I'm going to keep doing it more and more. And I thank you for being my special guest on Guys Guys Radio. Please tell everybody where they can learn more about you and your work. Okay, so they can start with drcousins.com. That's easy because you remember my name. And, and it's E-E-N. It's uh, C-O-U-E-N-S. Okay. And that will guide you. You can order a book there, or you can go into the nothingbook.com. You can order the book that way. Or uh, I have a whole kind of community building, and it's a uh, tree of life uh, community. Um, dot MN dot seal. Okay, great. Well, thanks so and much. That's for... how they can reach me, and that's good. So I want to awesome. bless you. Thank I want to bless everyone that you can, for you, that you continue to do such good and insightful work uh, uplifting humanity and may I bless all the witnesses uh, the, please all the listeners that they continue to be open to living a full and joyous life open to God in their life and continue to expand their consciousness with joy and love thank you Amen. guys guys radio thank you Dr. Cousins God bless you God bless you thank you 
Robert Manny's The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a fast-paced tale of flawed men and savvy women competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city where they play for keeps. It's the men's successor to Sex in the City. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. Available now on Amazon and wherever books are sold. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, what a fantastic conversation with an amazing man, Dr. Gabriel Cousins, his book again, Into the Nothing, a Spiritual Autobiography. Dr. Cousins, he's 77, he's a holistic physician, rabbi, yogi, spiritual mystic, psychiatrist, family therapist, vital at any age, advocate, humanitarian, peace ambassador, and football player, and he claims to do a thousand push-ups a day. I don't know if he does it every day, and I'm sure he does multiple sets to get to that thousand, because that's a lot of push-ups. I do 75 in one set every morning, and it's, it's a lot. I'm a boomer, and believe me, it ain't easy. But I think what we learned from Dr. Cousins was there are ways to um, add to the quality of your years. We're all interested in longevity now, particularly the boomers out there, and it's not about just how long you can live, but it's about the quality of those years. And there's many ways to have a more fulfilling uh, life if you can kind of adapt from the lifestyle you may have had in the corporate world, uh, in your, you know, your youth, uh, to where you are now if you're getting to be a boomer and you want to kind of wind down a little bit in some areas and maybe open up some other areas. But what you need to do is consider some holistic practices like improving your diet, improving your thoughts, uh, getting exercise. Maybe it's not the same exercise. Maybe it's not pounding weight all the time. Maybe it's using your body weight instead of free weights, uh, in just bench pressing or whatever. And more, it's about, you know, bike riding and swimming and maybe some running, depending on how your skeletal system is, but also yoga, uh, qigong, reiki, getting enough sleep, de-stressing and just not falling victim to Everything that the media throws at us and all of that stress that's out there, particularly with COVID and the economy and, and the election and everything else, you want to be able to take care of yourself first. Because if you don't take care of yourself and you don't care, take care of your health, nothing else is going to matter. And uh, if you're a boomer, you know the, the decline could be pretty swift if you let yourself go. So it's a good idea to start considering opening yourself up to some preventative measures and lifestyle changes that could really help you going forward. So I think that's what we learned, what we learned among other things from Dr. Cousins. Guys, Guys Radio, we're here for you every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific time on KCAA Radio, Terrestrial Radio 102.3. 106.5 FM, 10.50 AM. The radio show rebroadcasts every Sunday on KCAA at 6 p.m. Pacific time. The podcast drops on 25 platforms worldwide every Thursday, as well as the YouTube, which drops every Thursday also. And the YouTube uh, features our interviews, it's video. So no matter how you consume your media, whether it's a podcast, radio show, or YouTube, we're there for you on Guys Guys Radio. You can also check out my website, robertmanni.com. Simple as that. We've got over 300 blog posts about everything about life, love, the pursuit of happiness, relationships, diet, finance, work, 
love, sex, power, money, the whole, we, we cover everything on there. It's really, uh, most of it comes out of my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. And on my website, you can download the first three chapters of the book free. And you can check out the reviews on Amazon. You can buy the book on Amazon, physical book or the ebook. And there's a lot of other uh, e-tailers out there that have the book. And you might be able to find it in some bookstores. It came out a few years ago, but it's still selling. And it's selling well, and people really enjoy it because the messaging in the book and the story is, uh, is classic and timeless, and people really have fun with it. So the guy's guy's guide to love. You can also catch me on social media. I'm all over the place, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the usual suspects, and um, just reach out to me. I'd love to, uh, you know, friend you up there, and uh, love to have you follow and interact with you. So, Guys Guys Radio, again, we're here every Wednesday. I want to say thank you to my wonderful producer, Chris Marcello, also Ryan Gilpatrick, who's been with me for many years. He does a great job, just always having my back, and they're two special people, and I'm very appreciative, and you got to have a team, and we've got a great team at Guys Guys Radio. We're going to do more and more shows. Got a lot of stuff coming up, and as you know, we don't take any weeks off. We just keep grinding on Guys Guys Radio, and that's why we're growing. We grind and we grow, Guys Guys Radio. So looking forward to seeing you next week, and until then, I hope you stay safe, and remember, like I always like to say, Guys Guys, finish first. <laughs>